Father, thank you for men that we can depend upon and look up to in this world as spiritual mentors and guides throughout all, through all the questions, the darkness, and the confusion. May many more men stand up in this day to be lights to other men, and may our women be the same lights to other women. In Jesus' name, amen. Continue on in the book of 2 Kings, and we read about one of my favorite prophets, Elisha, and it's here that we see in the 6th chapter, 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 3, and one said, Be content, I pray thee, go with thy servants, and he answered, I will go. Here we see Elisha's students sought for his blessing to be upon their work. They looked up to him as a spiritual mentor and a spiritual guide. Oh, that we would have more men that would do the same and be an encouragement to our younger men and those who are younger in the faith and be willing to pray with them and be willing to be a help and a guide to them. Elisha, he did not hesitate to to go. And that's probably why he's one of my favorite prophets. He was willing to get in the trenches with the common man. We know that God preserves the common man, and maybe Elisha knew this as well. We read in the book of Psalms, Psalm 116, verse 6, The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. If the Lord helps us at our lowest points and times in our life. Why can't us men help other men? Pray with them and encourage them, give them godly counsel and wise advice. Think about all of those whom the Lord has used throughout Scripture as examples. He used the common man and the common woman. What about the, the, the widow with the might? What about the woman who washed his feet and you can just go example after example after example god used the common man as we talked about in last episode and this is why i can say with the psalmist in 116 and verse 9 i will walk before the lord in the land of the living i know that the lord has our back i know that the lord has a plan I knew that the Lord had had a plan for Bible Bigot in his family. And we've been praying for him as he gets set up with the farm life and getting his farm all set up. He just posted in our group, he says, My wife and I met with the pastor and his wife of this church that, that they've been attending for the past three weeks for lunch. And they spoke a bit about each of their testimonies. Then I stated, we appreciate you coming to meet us. We have been visiting churches in the area as we recently moved here. He said, we like your church most so far. I want to make sure the church, this is the church, and you as pastor are giving biblical truth and understanding for my family as we will be giving much of our time volunteering and and giving donations. And then he says he jumps straight to his questions He says, what is your stance on homosexuality, baptism, repentance, salvation, vaccines, masks, debt, finances, future plans, their outreach programs, etc.? 
He said to his delight and his wife's delight, they were energetic to answer the questions, and he says they were on point. And he also mentions that they seemed to be happy that he was bluntly asking these questions in a public neutral turf. He said they talked for two and a half hours but felt like minutes and that it was nice to be around a local Christian stronghold. He's saying that they are starting to meet this week to discuss membership. And he said there would be more that he would like to share, but he wanted to keep it short. And he says, do not give up on your local churches. It took us three years, he says, but best believe we found one. And I pray that you have a blessed evening. And he was holding one of his new puppies, excited. And he says, God is good. And I replied to our brother, and I said, this is great news. Because my wife and I have been praying not only for this family, but we pray for all of our gospel friends who are not involved with a church locally for whatever reason. And the reason why we pray for this is because it's biblical. The Bible says, do not forsake the, thyself of the assembly with believers. Now, I know some of you do it online, but there's this something about face-to-face fellowship. And I understand if you're in a position where this is not possible for whatever reason, and you're welcome to continue to worship with us as we uh, seek to worship the Lord. Uh, But there's just nothing like a local church gathering where you have flesh and blood human beings in the presence. And you're able to discuss one another, see facial features and and, uh, gestures, and just all that goes along with that. The warmth, the friendship, the camaraderie. So I encourage you all to pray about uh, these things, and hopefully there is a local assembly uh, nearby. Now, online fellowship, it is a technique, and I do believe it has its purpose. It can temporarily fill the absence of a local church or even subsidize one spiritually. So you may be part of a local church, but maybe it's deficient and obviously... There is much content online, and um, there's some good teachers and preachers that are online that you can, in essence, be subsidized, spiritually speaking, and I don't see anything wrong with that. But biblically, the preferred technique is the flesh and blood assembly of believers. The students of Elisha wanted him to be there with them, and he happily obliged Uh, to be with them, uh, to give his blessing. Now, I do believe that Bible Bigot's family, and that's just his Gab username, uh, will be a great addition to this local church that he's speaking of. And I'm glad that God has used Gospilled over the past year to stand in the gap for this brother in the meantime. And he's been greatly a part of uh, this work of uh, this past year to include our gospel road trip. So praise God for that. And I wish him peace. And I look forward to our continue, continued friendship with his family. Now, if Elisha refused to be the spiritual mentor and guide to his students that God called him to be, and God told the students to move out, 
And then the students asked Elijah, hey, would you go with us and, and bless our, our journey? And if he would have refused, but God commanded it, the students would be obliged to continue on with the mission. Now, we should listen to what men of God have to say. But the question is, are they really men of God? 2 Kings 6.10, And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there, not once nor twice. So it is wise to listen to godly counsel from men of God who seek God. But the question is, are they really men of God? Do they actually seek God or are they just seeking a paycheck? Now, as we have mentioned just recently, I believe in a recent episode, a man of God will not always tell you what you want to hear. But at the same time, he's going to tell you what you need to hear, that which is going to be comforting and it's going to bring peace to the soul. The man of God proclaims the word of God. In verse 15, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? What should we do? Then the man of God proclaims the word and says, Fear not. Why? Because he saw something that the servant did not see. The man of God saw the army of God. When the servant, all he saw was the armies of men. Verse 16, and he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with him. This is the man of God speaking. He had confidence in the word of God. And that's exactly what the servant needed to hear. He needed to know that his mentor was confident in what he believed and what he saw. And he trusted in this man because this man was a man of prayer. And we see this as Elisha prayed. The man of God prayed that his servant's eyes would be opened. The servant's eyes were then opened. Verse 17, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Then the man of God prayed again that his enemies those armies of men that they would no longer see. These are the kind of men that I want to be around. These are the kind of men that I want godly counsel from. I've had a few disagreements growing up with my younger brother, as all brothers, brothers and sisters do. But guess what? We're still brothers today and we still love each other. And my love for the Christ brethren is the same. And it's men of God who pray for one another, who truly love the brethren. And I thank you for your prayers. And I ask that you pray for the gospel listeners and their families, that they would be strengthened and encouraged by the word of God. Spectator Inspector. Username on Gab, he says, this message needs to be shared more. Thank you, brother. Well, thank you for your encouragement. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be cared for. 
and know that you have the best interest, their best interest for them. Spiritually speaking, that is. I'm going to ask you to pray for my home state of Ohio. I don't know what's going on there. I just saw a TikTok from Eli Yoder, a duo where a man is talking about some sort of church that's in Ohio that's gaining traction, that claims to have 12 new apostles who can take away another man's salvation. And that they that they also can write new scripture. These are not mentors. These are deceivers. We need true mentors in Christ today. Which brings me to the title of today's episode, True Mentors, number 298. Because we are living in dark and demonic days. When things seem out of control, but I'll tell you this, my friend, God is in control. Amos chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. But I will send fire upon Moab, and it shall devour the palaces of Kiriath, and Moab shall die with tumult, with shouting, and with the sound of the trumpet. And I will cut off the judge from the midst thereof, and will slay all the princes thereof with him, saith the Lord. Don't let anyone fool you, otherwise that God is not in control He's in, he's in control, my friends, even when things seem out of control in this world. And anybody who would tell you different to include these 12 deceivers who think they can take someone's salvation and write new scripture, they are liars and lies will do this every single time. Amos 2, 4, and 5, Thus saith the Lord, For three transgressions of Judah, and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have despised the law of the Lord, and and have not kept his commandments, and their lies caused them to err. After which their fathers have walked, but I will send a fire upon Judah, and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem. Now if I were to... Research these 12 deceivers, I wouldn't be surprised at all to find out that they are mammon sellouts. Why? Because mammon sellouts have no shame. Amos 2 6 Thus saith the Lord for three transgressions of Israel, and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. They have sold the poor out. Or a pair of Yeezys. I might have almost bought a pair of Yeezys. As much flack as Kanye West has been getting lately. For his Jewish rants. But no, I'm not going to buy any Yeezys anytime soon. I noticed today that the Jews was trending on Twitter again today. And then... I don't know how I came across this, but there's a, a July 2nd, 2012 tweet. Someone had posted a screenshot of a time, the Times of Israel article, a Jewish newspaper, which led me to this tweet from the Times of Israel, dated July 2nd, 2012. It says, Jews do control the media. And then there was two comments on it. One from Kojo Blanco and says, why is this down? Can I see it somewhere? Because you click on the short link in this post from the Times of Israel, and it goes to a 404 page. They took it down at some point. 
But not without a lot of people taking screenshots of it, that's for sure, because here's one right in the comments. And it's from the Times of Israel. Jews do control the media. And this writer is going on here saying, we Jews are a funny breed. We love to brag about every Jewish actor. Sometimes we even pretend an actor is Jewish just because we like it enough that we think he deserves to be on our team. Uh, we brag about Jewish authors, Jewish politicians, Jewish directors. And every time someone mentions any movie or book or piece of art, we inevitably say something like, did you know that he was Jewish? That's just how he roll, he says. He says, we're a driven group. And not just in regards to art, the art world. We have, for example, AIPAC, which was essentially constructed to drive in, and then the articles cut off. All I know is this. The Antichrist Jews know how to leverage and monetize money. We know this. There's jokes about it. There's all kinds of talk. People know this. I even posted a video today and says that many are waking up to the Antichrist and their antics and their tactics. Now people just need to wake up to Christ. They need to wake up to Christ and come to the understand. Under, uh, the understanding and the realization that you can't blame the Jewish people for their business, uh, their their mammon business, that they know how to leverage and, and, and the fact that they know how to monetize sin. You can't blame them when you purchase from them. Can't blame the Jews for your sin. They didn't make you sin. You chose to sin. And this is why judgment begins at the house of God. Amos 3.2 You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. And then we know 1 Peter 4.17 For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of be, be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And you are not in obedience to the gospel of God if you are not in agreement with Christ. You are not agreed with God if you are not agreed with Christ. And this is where my agreement begins and ends with anyone. You are either for or against Christ, period. And if you're for Christ, and if you're my brethren, I love you. I may not agree with you on every single thing as we've seen with the disagreement and exchange that has recently occurred concerning Christian nationalism on Gab. But Amos 3.3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? We're either agreed on Jesus Christ or not. I saw another trend on Twitter that said, Which God? Which God? I'll tell you which God. The one and only true God, who is the Father, the Son, that is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the one and only true God. And this God has a pit bull called evil on a leash. And he uses preachers of his word to warn the people to repent before this pit bull is unleashed. To include those whom he loves. Those whom he mentors. Verse 6, Amos 3, 6, Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in the city, and the Lord hath not done it? Verse 7, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed this secret unto his servants, the prophets. And all I have to say, my friends, 
which is a continual theme to our country, is repent. There is no God in America if this country is not judged for its wickedness. Verse 11, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, an adversary there shall be even round about the land, and he shall bring down thy strength from thee, and thy palaces shall be spoiled. So newsflash, there is a God. And we know him through Jesus Christ our Lord. G. Garbs on Gab says, We are currently in the midst of God's judgment on this wicked land. And I have to scratch my head and say, God's judgment? Look at early the early 20th century Russia for God's judgment. Now the groundwork is being laid in this country. But we have yet to experience its full force, which is coming. And only the remnant, when all is said and done, will be saved. But not by any secret beam-me-up Scotty rapture. Amos 3.12, Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd take it out of the mouth of the lion, two legs, or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria, in the corner of a bed, in the Damascus, in a couch. But the problem is, right now, that too many do not take the Lord seriously. Verse 15, And I will smite the winter house, and with the summer house, and the houses of ivory shall perish, and the great houses shall have an end, saith the Lord. You've seen how fast the hurricane wrought havoc in Florida. I saw the images. It's nothing compared to the when God's judgment is poured out upon this land. So many do not take the Lord very seriously at the moment, but they will. Because there will be no running and there will be no hiding. Verse 14, Therefore the flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not strengthen his force, neither shall the mighty deliver himself. If you're looking for a natural way of escape, you better start looking to the supernatural, and you better start looking to it soon. I saw that Answers in Genesis had posted Taking the Bible naturally as written according to the literature and its context is of great importance. Now, I understand where they were trying to go with this, but naturally probably is not the best word choice because we know that 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. We do not get this spiritual discernment. From the liquor store. How do you know why the liquor stores remained open with the promotion of online porn during the pandemic? Amos 2.12, but you gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophets saying, prophesy not. They want to shut us up, my friend. They want to shut us up. So as a true mentor that I, I seek to be, I seek to be a mentor to all who God, whom God puts into my path through the, this ministry, through, through this podcast, and even to my own family. I was, I was glad to encourage our daughter-in-law uh, just recently, yesterday or so. Um, she's a stay-at-home mom, and she may not be good enough uh, for the Christian nationalist parallel economy, considering I refused to bow to Christian nationalism, but I'm proud of her. I wanted to encourage her and to ask God's blessing upon her work and gift as she 
stays at home and exercises her her desire to design things and she's designed our Christ First t-shirts which I made the cover of our group on Gab even and she did a great job so if the Lord leads you to uh, purchase an item or two from her to include uh, this Christ First appear please do and thanks 100% of the proceeds will go to support her efforts and her work in this arena so I'd ask that you would continue to pray for her as well. I would also like to thank the few gospeled listeners that have already purchased a shirt or two. Uh, thank you very much. Again, continue to pray for this young lady and, and my son and, and granddaughter as I continue to pray for your children as well as we seek to be the true mentors to them that God has called us to be. Psalm 117, O praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people, for his merciful kindness is great towards us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.